sisters. listening to an episode of my favorite murder and it was a mini episode and they were like kind of bantering back and forth and they were like okay this is supposed to be a mini episode we're supposed to keep it about you know your emails and she was like okay listen to a fucking podcast where they jump right into the topic and I was like here we are (laughs) (laughs) we save our bullshit till the end yeah we make you listen to the whole fucking story first (laughs) yep I kind of like it I don't know I agree. Let's get down to business, as Mulan yes. would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Welcome to Conspiracy Sisters. My name is Taryn. I'm Amanda. And, and this week, week Amanda's going to tell me a story. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're still doing Satanic Panic. Oh, sorry we missed last week. Um, we didn't come out with an episode because Taryn got the COVID. I was, of, I was out of commission. I really, okay, it is not for sure that I had the COVID. I did have symptoms for every single illness. <laughs> I think I had just a now? little bit of everything. Are you feeling uh, better? definitely better and not a hundred percent, but I am one hundred percent better compared to what I was a week ago. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Um so now we're back. Uh and I'm gonna tell you about the um McMartin preschool and the satanic panic that encroached upon said preschool. It was a nightmare. So I did my I've been research. Waiting reading about this topic which is so hard researching satanic panic not to look into this so i just want yeah. you to know i've been doing a really good job of not spoiling anything oh good um yeah i did my research quite a while ago so this is all gonna be like new to me i'm gonna be like oh i forgot about that <laughs> okay so i got my information from innocenceproject.org which is a good one um investigation discovery and of course Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Um, So, listen. In the 80s, there was this preschool in Manhattan Beach, California called the McMartin Preschool. It was pretty prestigious and well-known, and a lot of people wanted their kids to go there. Like, fancy. (laughs) However, in 1983, members of the McMartin family who owned and operated the preschool started getting accused of sexually abusing the kids in their care. By the end, this would become the longest and most expensive trial in American history. And I think that is still true today. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. But I believe so, it. It, was, uh, it went on for a while. Yes, it did. So in 1983, this is the first allegation. A woman named Judy Johnson, uh, who was a mother of one of the preschool's young students, reported to the police that her two-year-old son had been sodomized by her estranged husband and by McMartin teacher Ray Bucky. So that in itself to me is a little strange. Like if a woman comes to the police and say, hey, my little boy was, you know, sexually abused by my ex-husband or, you know, my ex. Sure. Oh, and by his preschool teacher. It's like, what are the odds of the same kid 
I mean, unless those people know each other. Right. Anyway, I mean, it's so not she's saying her son came to her and told her this, or she's just pulling it out of her ass. Um, I get to that. Okay. So Judy's belief that her son had been abused began when her son had painful bowel movements. So he was like, "Mommy, my butthole hurts." Sure. Um, whether her son confirmed or denied the abuse is still disputed. So low fiber. Oh, <laughs> poor baby. I know. So we don't really know if, you know, he was like, yeah, this totally happened or no. What are you talking about, mom? You're crazy. Right, Um, right. He was just like, it hurts to go poop. God, that sucks. And so she just made the assumption, you know, I hate my ex. That is quite a jump. Yeah. So I'm going to accuse him. Oh, and and also his, his preschool teacher. Anyway, um. So Judy also made several more accusations, including that people at the daycare had sexual encounters with animals, that the school administrator, uh, Peggy, drilled a child under the arms. I I don't really know what that means. And Ray flew in the air. And this is where we connect to the satanic panic. It's like at, at that point, the flying part, I would be like, everything you've told me is probably a lie. It's kind of like when Q and I get the point when they're like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe there's this group of like elite people. They're probably reptilians. That's when you lose me. Yeah. Yep. It's like, I, as much as the next person, love a good fucking alien theory, but you've gone too far. You've crossed the line. So now we have teachers whizzing through the air as mm-hmm. if they're at Hogwarts. Okay. <laughs> yep. Quite you a job. I, I don't really recall ever watching any of the teachers at Hogwarts flying on broomsticks. <laughs> it's more of a class for the children. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, they would they would fly, you know, occasionally through London. But right, like, I was going to say, we've definitely seen Hagrid on one. No, he, he doesn't. rescued Harry, remember? No, he doesn't fly on a broom. He flies on that weird little motorcade thing. Oh, that's right. God bless him. With the sidecar. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and then the Death Eaters are adults, but they just kind of, like, turn into smoke and float around. Anyway, that's not what this is about. Right, this was pre-Harry Potter anyway. They would have had to obviously see this in real life to come up with this idea. Sure. So let me tell you a little about the school. The school was founded in 1966 by Virginia McMartin. Virginia is my mom's name, but we call her Ginger. Um, no claims of misconduct at the McMartin preschool had ever been brought to the police prior to Judy Johnson's. Um, Ray Bucky was Virginia's 25-year-old grandson. In 1983, he worked at the school under the management of his mother, Peggy McMartin Bucky, who had taken over the operation from her own mother. So it's a family business. So Ray Bucky was questioned by police, but was not persecuted due to lack of evidence. Oh, so you can't fly? um police okay this is where it gets fucked police sent a letter home to about 200 parents of mcmartin preschool students stating that bucky had been arrested on suspicion of committing crimes against their children among the allegations mentioned were oral sex fondling of genitals buttocks or chest area and sodomy possibly committed under the pretense of taking the child's temperature um the police also note 
The police note also indicated that Bucky might have used their kids to create child pornography. The letter asked the parents to question their children for information. This was clearly not well thought out. Like, imagine getting, like, finally getting your kid into the best school around and then getting a letter from the cops that say that the teachers might be sexually abusing them. Then imagine trying to have that conversation with your kid. Like, how would you even begin to question them without coercing them? No, right, exactly. Planting the seed in their head because, right. like, they wouldn't have come up with that idea on their own if it wasn't actually happening to them. Yeah. Um, what was the name of the first mom that accused her ex husband? What's her name? Judy Johnson. Okay. So, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, like, how would you begin that question? You know, like, oh, you know, you go to school, like, does anything unusual happen? And it's like, right, without insinuating yeah. anything sexual, because, like, you don't want to, you know, push them into this idea, mm-hmm. but it's just like, has anything at the school ever made you feel uncomfortable? Like, right. And um... it's like, well, well, Mr. Bucky's kind of a dick. And it's just like, how so, honey? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. He took my temperature the other day, and it's like, <gasps> he shoved something in your butthole? And it's just like, I mean, sometimes, I don't know, is that, like, a thing that teachers used to do, is, like, take their temperature? I don't fucking know. If you're a dog, I don't know. I mean, that seems fucking weird that, yeah, the teachers would be doing any, like, maybe the school nurse, but I don't I'm know. pretty sure you just stick it in their mouth, like, the little bit, you know. Yeah. Whatever, or the one that, or goes, whatever, the one that like, goes in your ear. Right. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. So, I don't think listen. it's necessary to... Yeah, I don't know. Anal probe you... a child to take their temperature. I'm pretty sure they only do that to dogs because they won't sit still long enough to put it in their mouth. <laughs> um, so here's a fun fact. Judy Johnson was diagnosed with and hospitalized for acute paranoid schizophrenia in 1986 and was found dead in her home from complications of chronic alcoholism before the preliminary hearing concluded. So no, this woman... that an interesting fact? Yeah. So this woman literally suffered from schizophrenia and people just kind of took her word that her son had been abused at school i mean like i always say that we should listen to kids when they tell us shit but maybe do a little more investigating before you send out a letter to all the parents and cause mass hysteria you know yeah yeah right (laughs) yeah so let's see the interviews with the kids this is you remember this it's so fucked so several hundred children were interviewed by The Children's Institute International, a Los Angeles-based abuse therapy clinic run by somebody named Key McFarlane. Um, The interviewing techniques used during investigations of the allegations were highly suggestive and invited children to pretend or speculate about supposed events. So... Did you say Key McFarland or Key McMartin? Key McFarlane. Okay. Lots of Irish people. Um... By 1984, it was claimed that 360 children had been abused. So, that's a lot. Um, How many? 360. Good God, how many students go to this school? I have no idea. I didn't realize... Is that like half? (laughs) Right, I don't know. Um, Like, I'm just thinking of, like, my preschool. It was Rainbow Preschool, and it was, like, little. There was, like, maybe a total of 20 kids in my class right like i can't imagine a school where there's that many kids but then again i don't know if it's like oh well you're in first grade now you're like in a real school but 
can we talk about what happened to you when you were in preschool? Like, I don't know if these are like past students too. I see. But I really okay. don't know. Um, right. Yeah. It's, it's difficult when they're making up statistics like this, because <laughs> if we've learned anything from you're wrong about statistics are not always clear cut. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Um, and I, I've taken statistics classes and I still don't understand how they work. <laughs> <laughs> they're never accurate. No. So this, okay. So Key McFarlane, the social worker with the Institute has been described <laughs> as an unlicensed therapist oh yeah she probably got most of her experience from reading this book called michelle remembers <laughs> <laughs> yep so i wrote about that yep so she reportedly conducted many interviews by using control controversial techniques that involved puppets stuffed animals and anatomically correct dolls um, you know, show me on this doll where he touched you and things like that. She allegedly told the kids she wanted them to share yucky secrets. Good lord. Yeah. So there was this game um, called Naked Movie Star. Um, and I'll talk about it a little bit more later. And when one boy said he had never seen the game being played at school, um, Key McFarlane used a puppet to respond, well, what good are you? Like, what the fuck? And later she said, you must be dumb. And she called another kid a scaredy cat. Like, these are not okay things to say to kids during an abuse interview. But no. <laughs> then again, I'm not a licensed therapist, but neither is she. <laughs> right, you're just as qualified as she is. Right. So the thing is, I feel like it's just really fucked up that they're putting these ideas in these kids' heads. And I feel like as a child, you want to please authority figures and adult you know what i yeah. mean like just jump i mean some kids of course are little fucking assholes and you don't <laughs> care but like i mean i know i for one generally like you want to appease the people that are older than you mm -hmm. like they give you rewards they praise you you know what i mean it's like you don't want to be like the bad kid who's uncooperative and like a total brat you know not cooperating with authority so i feel like it's easy to get them to say what you want to hear mm -hmm. just because they want to they want your approval yeah like i don't know oh yeah um yeah it's like well i kept saying no nothing ever happened nothing ever happened you know and they were like not happy with wrong. Answer, so, wrong. Yeah. wrong yeah so you know i had to say something different and then they let me go home um so police interviews were no better they were crafted to get the answers that law enforcement wanted, with one detective reportedly saying to a child, did he take your underpants off? Can you say yes? Say yes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's not a question anymore. No. It's a statement. Um, later research demonstrated that the methods of questioning used on the children were so suggestive that they led to false accusations. Surprise, surprise. Um, others believe that the questioning itself may have led to false memory syndrome among the children questioned. See, <laughs> Michelle remembers. Um, no shit. Only 41 of the original 360 children ultimately testified in the grand jury and pretrial hearings, and fewer than a dozen testified at the actual trials. Yeah. 360 kids total, and fewer than a dozen. And only 12. Yep. Oh my God. Um, 
So let's see. Michael P. Maloney, a clinical psychologist and professor of psychiatry, reviewed videotapes of the children's interviews. And he, um, testifying as an expert witness on interviewing children, was highly critical of the techniques used. He referred to them as improper, coercive, directive, uh, problematic, and adult-directed in a way that forced the children to follow a rigid script. He concluded that many of the kids' statements in the interviews were generated by the examiner. That sounds about right. Yeah, definitely. At least someone was speaking out about it. Not that it seems to have really done no. much, but and I'm not it's sure. Like, at least there are people who are aware this is bullshit. Right. Um. So transcripts and recordings of the interviews contained far more speech from adults than children, and demonstrated that despite the highly coercive interviewing techniques used. Initially, the children were resistant to the interviewer's attempt to elicit disclosures. Um, the recordings of their interviews were instrumental in the jury's refusal to convict by demonstrating how children could be coerced to giving vivid and dramatic testimonies without having experienced actual abuse. So, <laughs> like, I, I've listened to a few of these interviews with the kids, and it's mostly just, like, the grown-up or the interviewer just like talking and explaining, you know, what they want to hear or, um, you know, well, your friend said this, do you, don't you want to be a good boy like your friend? And it's like the kids mostly just kind of like sit there and they just seem like a little nervous and they don't want to talk and, you know, they don't want to lie because they're taught lying is bad, but they, you know, they keep saying, if I tell them the right thing, then they'll let me go home and I won't have to be here anymore. And it's just, it's so fucked up. It really yeah. is. Oh, my next section is called Enter Satan. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> it's getting good. So during this whole debacle, there was this movement like, we believe the children. And that's all well and good. But when you hear some of the shit these kids were saying, some of the accusations were bizarre to say the least um right and i feel like unless these kids are watching like crazy horror movies mm -hmm. or you know something i I just i feel like where would they even come up with this shit and like you said if you listen to the interviews most of the ideas are planted in their minds like Mm -hmm. were you hung from hooks (laughs) (laughs) right were you flushed down the toilet um I'm going to get to it. Uh, So some of the abuse was alleged to have occurred in secret tunnels beneath the schools or beneath the school. Several excavations turned up evidence of old buildings on the site and other debris from before the school was built, but no evidence of any secret chambers or tunnels was found. Surprise, surprise. There were claims of orgies at car washes and airports and of children being flushed down toilets to secret rooms where they could be abused so, like, we're back at the Harry Potter thing. Like, the um, right. Ministry of Magic. Um, <laughs> how they all get to work. Yeah. The kids claimed to have seen witches flying through the air. They traveled in a hot air balloon and were even abducted and taken to Mexico. The kids would always be cleaned up and presented back to their parents by the time school would let out. Ah, yes. A quick two-hour trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so... When shown a series of photographs by the McMartin's lawyer, one child identified actor Chuck Norris as one of the abusers. He's like, oh, I recognize that guy. He's like, yeah, he was there. Um, 
some kids said that animal sacrifices were committed involving a horse, rabbits, and other classroom pets. Like, hmm. yeah, they brought a horse to the school. Like, they just brought Good it in and Lord. murdered it and then cleaned up and then the kids went home at the end of the day. Right. It's like, where are all of these sacrificial animals ending up? You'd think there would be, like, little bones lying about. You would think. Um, oh, so another thing, teachers... <laughs> Or an entire horse skeleton. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Harder to hide. Um, So teachers and students apparently visited a cemetery to dig up bodies. Fun. That's a fun field trip. Um, Another allegation said that Bucky could fly through the air. He had taken one child to meet a goat man and took another child to a house where he let lions roam free. This sounds some like Neverland shit. Fantastical. Yes. Right, it's like from a storybook. Um, right. Some children talked about a game called Naked Movie Star and suggested they were forcibly photographed nude. During trial testimony, some children stated that the game was actually a rhyming taunt used to tease other children. So it goes like this. What you say is what you are. You're a naked movie star. And it had nothing to do with having naked pictures taken. It's kind of like that whole like icy London, icy France thing. Mm-hmm. it's just like a little rhyme that kids make you know it's fucking stupid and it's like I see London I see France I see Taryn's underpants and it's like oh, she must be being abused at school like not necessarily right um, regardless of the seemingly seemingly impossible nature of many of these claims <laughs> detectives reportedly took some of them seriously enough to warrant full investigations like digging for the tunnels um, I don't know, like, what else they really looked into. Maybe they looked for, you know, animal bones or a goat man. Or they were, like, trying to get Bucky to prove that he could fly. I don't really know what all they looked into. Um, <laughs> overall, in response to the children's reported allegations, authorities are said to have searched 37 cars, 11 residences, 7 businesses, 3 churches, 2 airports, and a farm only to come away with no physical evidence. Still, charges were filed and convictions were pursued. Like That's what? insane. I just, it was like, who's paying for this to happen if What's-Her-Nuts died? The original woman, Judy well, Johnson? She, um, she didn't die until a few years later, but like the, the trials hadn't started yet. Got it. Okay. So, good old Judy Johnson our friend who made the initial allegations made made bizarre and impossible statements about Raymond Bucky, including that he could fly. Um, Though the prosecution asserted Johnson's mental illness was caused by the events of the trial, Johnson had admitted to them that she was mentally ill beforehand. Evidence of Johnson's mental illness was withheld from the defense for three years. That seems like an important thing to know. Right. <laughs> anyway, wow. Um, one of the original prosecutors left the case in protest and stated that the other prosecutors had withheld evidence from the defense, including the information that Johnson's son did not actually identify Ray Bucky in a series of photographs. So he, like, even as his teacher, you know, he wasn't. He this didn't like crazy. point him out. Um. Yeah, it's insane. Also, Ray Bucky was only twenty-five at this time. 
Can you fucking imagine your life being uprooted and upended like this and being accused of this insane fucking shit? No. I mean, because it's like, even though he didn't do anything, it's like, you know, he's got the reputation. This Mm -hmm. is a huge fucking, you know, um, trial. I feel like a lot, you know, it was in the news. A lot of people knew about it. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I would assume. So it's like his reputation is just fucked because this crazy bitch yeah. wanted to get back at her ex-husband. <laughs> um, so let's see. There were there were two trials for the McMartin preschool case. One from 1987 to 1990 and another from May to July in 1990. On March 22nd, 1984, Virginia McMartin, Peggy McMartin Bucky, Ray Bucky, um, Ray's sister Peggy Ann Bucky and teachers Mary Ann Jackson, Betty Rader, and Babette Spittler were charged with 115 counts of child abuse, which was later expanded to 321 counts of child in- abuse involving 48 children. Wow. How many teachers were there? Like five? Um, well, like altogether, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven people accused. Um, I think Ray was a teacher, Mary Ann Jackson, Betty Rader, and Babette Spittler, I think, were all teachers. I think the other people were just, like, administrative. Um, So let's see. In the 20 months of of preliminary hearings, the prosecution presented their theory of sexual abuse. The children's testimony during the preliminary hearings was, of course, inconsistent. Our dear friends Michelle Smith and Dr. Lawrence Pazder, co-authors of the now-discredited Satanic Ritual Abuse Autobiography, Michelle Remembers, met with the parents and children involved in the case and were believed to have influenced the children's testimony. Duh. Um, That was like Dr. Pazder's whole gimmick. Right. He was a fucking um, expert on Satanic Satanic Ritual ritual abuse. Abuse. SRAs, if you will. <laughs> They're so common. They have an abrieve. Yep. <laughs> an abrieve. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1986, a new district attorney called the evidence incredibly weak and dropped all charges against Virginia McMartin, Peggy Ann Bucky, Mary Ann Jackson, um, Betty Rader, and Babette Spittler. Peggy wow. McMartin Bucky and Ray Bucky remained in custody awaiting trial. Peggy McMartin's bail had been set at $1 million, and Ray Bucky had been denied bail altogether. Holy shit. Yeah. During the first trial in 1987, the prosecution presented seven medical witnesses. The defense attempted to counter them with several witnesses, but the judge limited them to one in order to save time. So seven medical experts versus one witness? That doesn't add up. No. No. This is all very In order to Amanda. save time. Like being the longest running what? fucking trial in American history, who cares if you need to save time? I was gonna say, and when the fuck has the US court system ever been like timely? Right. Time is of the essence. <laughs> right, you're you're um you have a right to like a quick Fair and speedy, speedy trial, trial or whatever the fuck. It's like, yeah, let me just rot in jail for thirty years before you know, the trial happens. Right. The fucking trial that I'm talking about or that I'm researching currently, they literally sat in jail for two years before their fucking trial even started. But, you know, if you're wealthy, you can bail out of that shit. Well, not if you're Ray Bucky. He didn't even have bail. 
God. Um, in 1989, Peggy Ann Bucky's appeal to have her teaching credential- credentials reinstated after their suspension was granted. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, the judge ruled that there was no credible evidence or corroboration to lead to the license being suspended, and that a review of the videotaped interviews with McMartin children revealed that there was no real evidence against Peggy. Um, in wow, fall of- way to drag right. her through the mud. Right! In the fall of 1987, jailhouse informant George Freeman was called as a witness and testified that Ray Bucky had confessed to him while sharing a cell. Let me just stop for a minute and remind everyone how unreliable jailhouse informants really are. Innocenceproject.org says that jailhouse informants are people in prison who are incentivized to testify against a defendant for in exchange for a benefit which can include receiving leniency in their own case they literally right. have every reason to lie right anyway the informant george freeman i keep wanting to say george foreman <laughs> uh, george george freeman later attempted to flee the country and confessed to perjury in a series of other criminal cases in which he manufactured testimony in exchange for favorable treatment by the prosecution in other cases, in several instances fabricating jailhouse confessions against other inmates. In order to guarantee his testimony during the McMartin case, Freeman was given immunity to previous charges of perjury. Like, did no one see this coming? Right. It's like he has a history of this habit. Why in the fuck would you look at him like a credible source? Mm Mm-hmm. So, in January of 1990, after three years of testimony and nine weeks of deliberation by the jury, Peggy McMartin Bucky was acquitted on all counts. Ray Bucky was cleared on 52 of 65 counts and freed on bail after more than five years in jail. Five fucking years! Good God, I can't even imagine. No. Uh, Nine out of 11 jurors at a press conference following the trial stated that they believed the children had been molested, but the evidence did not allow them to state who had committed the abuse beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't even know what to say. Me neither. I'm speechless. I mean, it's like if you don't have enough evidence to prove to you which of these people did this, you don't have enough evidence to prove any of them did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Bucky was retried later on six of the 13 counts which he was not acquitted of in the first trial the second trial opened in May of 1990 and resulted in a hung jury the prosecution eventually gave up trying to get a conviction and the case was closed with all charges against Ray Bucky dismissed he had been jailed for five years without ever being convicted of committing any crime like whatever happened to innocent until proven guilty like why is this a thing to just keep people in prison while we decide if they should actually be there or not. Like, that's years and years of his life that were wasted in prison, and now he'll never be able to teach again because of how many people probably believe that he did hurt the kids. Right. It's so fucked up. Here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like it's, like, a case-by-case basis because, like, fucking Elaine Maxwell, that bitch needs to be in jail during her, you know, before her, leading up to her hearing. Right, because otherwise she'll she'll skip. Well, didn't you say she'll, she'll hop in her little submarine? And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. She has her submarine license. Who knew that would come so in handy? Right. Um, I mean, I guess, but... I guess she doesn't need to be in prison in this, but she needs to be, like, watched closely. 
Well, that's the thing. Like, they're saying that, like, she wants to pay, I don't know, you know, $5 million bail so that she can go stay with one of her friends in New York. And the judge was like, no, I'm afraid that if we let her out and go stay with a friend, she's going to dip. Like, Mm -hmm. she's absolutely going to flee the country. She has residency in um like at least two different countries because she was born in the uk so you know she's like a resident of the uk and i'm pretty sure she has her she's like a new york resident you know like i'm i don't so i feel like it would be very easy for her to just flee the country and uh so you know the judge said no so they upped it to 22 million it's like oh well if you give you 22 million dollars will you let her out (laughs) Right. And as far as I'm aware, the answer is still no. I'm pretty sure she's still sitting in New York City Corrections. But, like, I, you know, I I just, some people really cannot be trusted. And it's tough to tell whether or not these people truly thought that the teachers at this school were up to no good you know because I I do feel like some people genuinely thought that like children were being abused but then there's like the judge himself being like um this is like kind of shaky this is great (laughs) evidence you know so I mean from an outsider's perspective I don't know I feel like some of these parents just got like so wrapped up in it you know it's like god nobody wants that to happen to their kid but Mm. when you've got all these like crazy allegations and no physical evidence I mean, you've got to start questioning, like, where are these kids coming up with these ideas? You know, and if you just listen to the interviews and the questioning, I feel like you pretty quickly get some uh, making a murderer (laughs) vibes, you know, it it reminds me a lot of what they did to his nephew. Like his interrogation video is so hard to watch because it's just like, you know, he has like a child's mentality and he's just trying to tell them what they want to hear so they'll let him leave and get on with his day right and the fact the fact that he even believes like oh if i tell them these things then they'll let me go like that just proves that he doesn't understand what the fuck is going on i mean like no honey if you tell them these things you will go to jail right and it's like i have learned from watching enough murder mysteries that even if you are not guilty if you get yourself wrapped up with these dumb shits, you need a lawyer. Do not say fucking anything. Get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Like, use that, what is it, Miranda rights or whatever, fucking Fifth Amendment. Fifth Amendment? Which one is the right to stay silent? I don't fucking know. I plead the fifth. That's I've heard that. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing I've heard in the past. Yes. Pretty sure I've heard it in Legally Blonde. But <laughs> I where I learned most of my legalese my expertise um but i agree i mean she was in harvard like it's hard (laughs) (laughs) i do love elwood although the second movie was kind of dumb with the whole animal rights thing i mean it was cute but i feel like it was a little like cheesy it, like yeah comparatively speaking anyway um yeah that was really good uh i can't wait that's on yet fucking believe wait so there's more did they get out there's, nobody ever went to jail a... well i've got some aftermath tell me so the case lasted seven fucking years <laughs> and cost <laughs> and cost 15 million dollars that is comical the that they used the excuse of trying to save time uh-huh <laughs> 
So it's the longest and most expensive criminal case in the history of the United States legal system and ultimately ultimately resulted in no convictions. The McMartin Preschool was closed. The McMartin Preschool was closed and the building was dismantled. Several of the accused have since died. In 2005, one of the children, now as an adult, retracted the allegations of abuse. Um, They said, quote, never did anyone do anything to me and I never saw them doing anything. I said a lot of things that didn't happen. I lied. Anytime I would give them an answer that they didn't like, they would ask again and encourage me to give them the answer they were looking for. I felt uncomfortable and a little ashamed that I was being dishonest. But at the same time, being the type of person I was, whatever my parents wanted me to do, I would do. Yeah. Um, in 1991, three McMartin defendants, Virginia McMartin, Peggy McMartin Bucky, and Peggy Ann Bucky, um, f- filed a defamation suit against one parent who had stated on TV that they committed satanic sex crimes against children. The women ultimately won the case, but the judge awarded them $1 a piece in damages. That's like a slap in the face. Right. A dollar a piece. That's not even going to cover any of the court costs. Right. It's fucking insane. So, Taryn, do you think the kids were abused by their teachers? And if so, do you think Satan had anything to do with it? <laughs> or, do you th- or do you think people are just fucking stupid? This is a multiple choice question. <laughs> Those are your two or options. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. So, just judging by to the some of the stuff that I'm also reading about, it's all very, very similar. Um, you know, just the way that they coerce these kids into like telling them what they want to hear. And so that was another big thing that I was reading about too, is the guilt that these children who are now adults um, grow up feeling because they ruined these people's lives. You know, and it's like, as a child, you don't realize like what the court system is leading to. You don't realize that like, you're putting these people in jail because you're telling what you think is a little white lie. Like you don't realize right. this, you know, severity of these accusations when you're you know some are were as young as four fucking years old they were letting testify like really can they even formulate full sentences (laughs) um so you know i it just seems like in the future these these children grew up feeling so guilty once they realized what they had done and yeah like some of them did come forward and like recanted their statements and that was like a big reason why in the Kern County cases they started looking into them and becoming overturned um you know because as adults these kids like some of them were like suicidal they were like I ruined Mm. someone's life like yeah you know I I wish I could take it back but like at this point there's nothing I can do about it like they you know they whatever there's no more um overturning of the case like what the fuck ever it's just it's so sad that these kids now as adults have to live with you know the fact that they lied about that what they thought was just kind of not maybe not innocent but what they were supposed to say you know right Right. I mean, they were being coerced and they were being told like, oh, well, if you tell us what we want to hear, then, you know, you can go home and see your family again. Right. And it's just like, of course, they're going to say whatever they're they need to, you know. Right. It's a very stressful situation being, Mm -hmm. you know, like a child in an interrogation room and being asked the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck it. Just tell them what they want to hear. Like, uh, it's snack time. 
It's snack time. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I just can't I can't believe that Judy Johnson was like a credible person to believe. Amanda, the fucking Kern County case, I don't know if you listened to that whole conviction thing. That was also started a sociopath, like a complete fucking like a woman who had been in and out of mental hospitals. She was the grandmother of these two little oh, girls. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yes. And she fucking she was the one that started it. She started coaching and these she, kids. She had never even met the people she was accusing, right? Well, kind of. Um so she had like it was the grandfather on their other side of their family who apparently really was molesting one of the little girls. Oh, and man. yeah, and that's how it all started. And like, but like he lived pretty far away. And so he wasn't like a huge part of their life. But when she heard about this, she blew it out of proportion and brought the neighbors into it. It became a whole fucking sex ring. Like it was like, she's the one that blew it out of proportion when really it was just this one dirty grandpa, you know, like this gross man who like really, I think did touch this one girl. And when the grandma found out, she just blew it way out of proportion and she was also kind of like well connected in the community as well I'll get into it and tell you more details but it just it sounds very similar because in the beginning it was like kind of known that she was in and out of the mental hospital she had schizophrenia you know she was kind of deranged um but then during the actual trials she got her medical records sealed so they were not able to be used in court so it wasn't like shown that she had crazy in her past. She, you know, was allegedly credible and ended up getting custody of the two little girls. Oh no. Yeah. It was it's a fucking mess. I can't wait to tell you all about it. But it sounds very similar, you know, that it was started by this crazy old bat, like just stirring the pot. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a person's mental state should definitely be taken into account. Absolutely. And maybe in the 80s, it wasn't really taken very seriously. But you know what was? Michelle fucking remembers. <laughs> I feel like that was just as much of a psychological nightmare as any like schizophrenic patient. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. It's weird that they, you know, really cherry pick what resources they use. Mm-hmm. On Whatever one hand, fits exactly. It's like, on one hand, we can be- believe the hypnotic ramblings of this <laughs> satanic abuse ritual victim and yet on the other hand we cannot take into account the fact that these people are actually schizophrenic like mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't know it's so was this in um kern county uh, it was in Manhattan, Be- Manhattan Beach, California. Let me look up. I'm not sure what county that's in. But um, isn't I'm that interesting? I'm just wondering if it was like, you know, the same DA, that fucking Ed Jagels guy or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Like if he was involved in this, I, I'm really not sure. Let me see. But, Manhattan you know, Beach. considering yeah. they were near each other, I would assume they're both in California. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it was kind of like in the air satanic panic <laughs> oh it was definitely in the air just like ray bucky <laughs> <laughs> just flying through Wee. oh my gosh my internet's being really slow hang on 
I like closed my laptop and now I reopened it and it has to be like I'm waking up again. God, I know. It's like it didn't put you fully to sleep. You're just napping. Get up. Let's see. Oh no, it's in Los Angeles County. Okay, but it's pretty close. I pre- I think Kern County is just north of LA. Let me see. I'm Kern County. Um Let me look at this map. Do I know how to read a map? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is just a little bit north of Los Angeles. They're probably out of jurisdiction, but still close enough to where I'm sure they were hearing about all of the other, you know, weird Mm -hmm. sexual misconduct cases. Hmm. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Well. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. So next week I will be finishing up Satanic Panic, unless there's anything else you would like to deep dive into. (laughs) I think I'm good. <laughs> I know. I feel like we did a really big deep dive into Jeffrey Epstein over the summer. Now we're doing the Satanic Panic, which Ugh. kind of has like feel similar feel, but in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, it's got a lot to do with. Well, so I don't know why this is a recurring theme in like um, fear mongering or whatever, but like a group of elite people, you know, with wealthy, you know, famous people are like in charge of like child sex rings like this keeps happening yeah for some fucking reason and i don't i mean i don't know why that is always what the story is i mean it happened in the past i don't remember what the fuck i mean with this whole jeffrey epstein thing like it's just revamped right you know like well, anybody who's associated with him. Well, and you know, like I did the Lord Bakerfield, Bakersfield or whatever um, mm-hmm. last week or two weeks ago, and you know, I feel like again, those were like elite people, like business mm-hmm. people, newspaper owners, politicians, like, and they were all kind of involved with younger men. Um, mm-hmm. So it is, you know, recurring, and just because they're not children in the sense that we think of children, they're still fucking teenagers. You know, right. like there's right. there's like, no reason like, that you back- at fifty need to be dating them. <laughs> yeah. I mean think back to when you were sixteen years old. Right. You know? Yes. Like you didn't know shit. You thought you know, if if you're a sixteen year old, you know, girl or, or boy, you think, you know, oh well this older person, thirty, forty years old, is interested in me and like, you know, I I must be mature for my age. And it's like, no, they are predators and there is absolutely no reason why they can't find someone who is closer to their age or at least 18 right you know like even at 18 19 20 years old like you're still kind of a baby you still don't fucking know what the fuck is going on you still have a lot of growing and learning to do i still have a lot of growing and learning to do and i just turned 28 like i'm not done i still feel like a toddler same so i mean just the fact that like these you know, old, powerful people, usually men, usually white. I mean, it is kind of like a recurring fucking theme, you know what I mean? Um, you know how, like, a lot of the time when someone, when a woman gets murdered, it's like the first person people look to is their spouse or their boyfriend? I just right. want everyone to know that if I ever end up murdered, or missing it wasn't Ari he doesn't have a mean bone in his body 
I just want that to go oh, on the record right now. Man. Just look past. Oh my god. You know, he's, he's just I'm up so in the kind. air about Brian. What? You say I feel like... I'm up in the air about Brian. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think he has like the energy to like kill you. Yeah, <laughs> that's feisty. true. He would just be like, eh, true. I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, but I'm, I'm lazy and stupid and Ari puts up with it, but like he would, he would never hurt me. He's so very gentle. He's a good boy. <sighs> your cats, on the other hand, would definitely eat your body. Oh, yeah. If I was, if I like died and like ended up somewhere in the house for an extended period of time, they would definitely eat me. And I would gladly sacrifice my body for them. So, <laughs> what better way? I mean, what better way? Right. <sighs> Just like when I die, chop me up and put me in cat food. It's fine. <laughs> That's, I want to be amongst of, my own. Right. Instead of being like cremated or buried in a tree stump or something. Like I want to. <laughs> I want to feed the homeless kitties. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well. <sighs> I feel like you did an excellent job this week, Amanda. Good job with your research. I will tell you a story next week. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the McMartin preschool case or the satanic panic in general? Um, I want to say I'm glad the McMartin preschool trial finally ended. Um, I also and it's amazing say, that they were all found innocent, uh-huh. right? I mean, it's not like surprising to me. I mean, it is a little surprising that they didn't find something to convict them of because it's like well we got this right. far we might as well find something but like i'm not surprised um also bad that like satan and witchcraft is like not seen as it used to be. um i mean right out there who are like oh witches and satan and the devil and it's all horrible but it's like I love Sabrina. I love how, like, astrology and, like, witchy stuff is, like, fashionable and trendy right now. Like, I'm so glad that, like, it's cool. Because when I was growing up and I was into, like, Wicca and witchcraft and learning about that shit and, like, spirituality, I felt like such a fucking outcast and such a goddamn weirdo. And, like, my my friends would be like, um, my parents don't want me hanging out with you because... You're like into witchcraft and that's evil. And I'm like, well, first of all, the devil isn't real. Um <laughs> Oh my god. It yeah, I um, completely agree. But now it's like cool to be a witch. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yes, yeah, Sabrina definitely made it trendy. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's how I feel about like witchcraft and shit like that. Um I also read recently that, like, you know Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine? Yeah. Um, There was, like, an article on some Christian website where they were talking about how she's, like, cohorting with the devil and shit. And, like, she's, like, an ethereal witchy woman. And, like, I, they were, the article was trying to make it seem like she's evil and, like, they hate her. But I, I think out of anybody, she would love to be known as 
that kind of person. Right. Like the next Stevie Nicks. Yes, exactly. So that's that's what I would like to be. That's that's what I aspire to be is Stevie Nicks, Florence Welch, you know, just magic, you know, fantastical. Well, and I also feel like there is a very distinct line between like witch like witchcraft and Wiccan and like Satan worshipping. And I feel like Satanism was just kind of like a made up thing in the 80s remember that fucking author i forget his name um Anton him, yes we talked about him in the first episode and he came out with like the satanic bible literally just made up by a man it was yes so- <laughs> well so was i mean so was the regular bible it was um, but that's like you know apparently kind of historically contextual some of it- the things happened like the flooding I don't know. Did it, did it really, though? I don't know. I mean, is there, I is there any, like... like, scientific evidence that a great flood did happen? I am or not was the that person just to like, ask. Was that just, like, the ice caps melting or something? I don't fucking know. Um, anyway. I am not the person to ask that question. But, I mean, Satanism and the Church of Satan and shit like that, it's all, it's all like, um, it's like a, a political stance more than anything. It's, it's not, you know, necessarily, like, you know, I'm going to sacrifice dead babies <laughs> to, you know, appease Satan. It's like, I'm going to worship myself because there is no God. You are correct. That is funny that you say that because I remember when I first moved here, there was a big like anti-abortion bill on the oh, good Lord. on the docket. And um, the Church of Satan in Missouri told them that it was like against their religious beliefs because they were like, well, we believe in the right of choice. Like, mm-hmm. In our religion, this is something that, like, we are fine with doing. And so, like, you are impeding on our religious rights. And they actually had, like, a pretty, you know, strong court case about it. I don't know what the fuck ended up happening um, with the whole thing. But I do remember hearing that the Church of Satan was suing the state of Missouri. And I was like, I am not a Church of Satan member, but I could not be more proud of them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Right. It's like, how come one religion is you know okay to influence our laws yeah. and our government but another religion isn't like what the fuck that is that legit make their, any sense their final absolute argument is that it does not align with their beliefs like mm-hmm. like well it doesn't align with mine to take that right away so right <laughs> exactly yeah i know there was um that big statue of baphomet too that so like there was like a big statue of like the 10 commandments or something going up in like dc or some bullshit i don't fucking remember where it was or whatever no it was a few years ago so there's a big big statues of you know the ten commandments like oh we love jesus or whatever and so the church of satan or i always get them confused i'm not sure if it was the church of satan or the satanic temple i know they are two very distinct different things but i cannot remember um so i apologize um but one of them was like well if you guys can put up you know, a statue for your religion, then we want to put up a statue for our religion. <laughs> so they built that, you know, the one from, it's like the one yes. that they used in Sabrina with the goat, the, the goat headed. Yeah. And he's got like his fingers up or whatever. So yeah. So they built that and there were huge protests and it's like, but why, why is one allowed, but the other isn't? Like right. just why can't you we don't build, like a fucking Buddha next to it? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what difference does it make? This exactly. is what you believe in, and this is what you know 
other countries around the world believe in vastly different things and we are mm-hmm. a melting pot of a country so why are we only representing one type of belief system? well it's only okay to be a melting pot if we're all white <laughs> if we all come from white countries Taryn, either christian or catholic backgrounds yes, uh-huh. yes. um yeah so i mean if you're any <laughs> like that what was it from a uh, family guy it's like a cop pulls him over and he's got like this chart with different skin tones of what's okay and what's oh not <laughs> yeah so you're only allowed to <laughs> to enter the country if you're a certain shade it's so <laughs> fucked up oh, yeah. yeah that's so funny <laughs> i mean it's pretty accurate too like i know it's supposed to be like funny and satirical but it's also true and sad and makes me want to not be here um i understand well anyway i'm sorry we got so much off track um i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna do the photos um for this podcast i don't know if you want to release it today or just do it tomorrow but i'm gonna go ahead and make our pictures i'll put them on the drive and i'll finish my homework we can record later this week cool Alrighty, well, I don't know if you want to Conspiracy Sisters United. <laughs> Do it. Conspiracy Sisters Unite. Conspiracy Sisters Unite. Hey. <laughs> Toodles. Bye.